when we first covered Skinwalker Ranch, uh, we were, well, I was the one doing the research, I guess, but it was like completely willing to believe everything that was said. Mm -hmm. And I have become so cynical and jaded since then about how often people lie for money. Uh, that, that I, I was a little bit more, perhaps too rigorous with this one. Mm. Um, the thing about Skinwalker Ranch is that it, it's horribly named. It has the worst name. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And for those who watched the video, you got the whole spiel. Oh boy, surfing cowboy for twenty dollars. What do you say? Uh aliens equals demons, Liebs equals destroyed, <laughs> Antichrist equals hated, Fedora equals tipped furiously. <laughs> Don't at me. That would be that needs to go on a shirt. Yeah. We need to put that on a shirt. Yep. We need to put that on a shirt right now. Surfing cowboy, phenomenal use of the twenty dollars. Oh, we got another one from Kellen. Oh good lord. Boys, watch what you say, stairs and fed. Ah. Yeah, but you're R fed. You're R fed. We know you wouldn't rat us out. Exactly. Um, I will never get over the fact that the meme is real for yeah, us. Yeah, that we have an actual that we have an actual us. Yep. It's great. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, but yeah, so... What did you... Why are you making 18 paranormal entities in the showers at Skinwalker Ranch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was not shocked to see how many comments were uh, related to your opener last week. I mean, I... Was I supposed to not make a Ram Ranch reference? No, especially considering we did it in both versions. Yeah, exactly. basically anytime we bring anytime up, we bring up ranches, yeah. honestly, like yeah. you know, there's uh, also Dude Ranch, Dude Ranch, yeah. great. This, I mean, I should have brought it up in the video, considering that is a Blink One Eighty Two album, yeah. and it totally slipped my mind when talking about Blink One Eighty Two because the entire thing is so ridiculous. Yep, that I didn't even consider mentioning Dude Ranch. But we did in the previous video. We did in the previous video. When, uh, it was definitely the first um, Aaron Hedges video. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, Skinwalker Ranch. Um, what was I saying before we got before we got? Into you were talking about the fact that it's very poorly oh, named. Oh, horrible name. So yeah. think about Skinwalker Ranch. And this is why so much of the video did focus on Navajo folklore and history. Is because not the Skinwalkers are a Navajo thing. Um, it is not. It is not your dog. The Amazon delivery driver is not a skinwalker, and if he is, it's really more of a Hannibal Lecter situation. Um, what were we saying? What, what was the trend we were going to start? Oh, angels. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, your your Amazon driver is not a skinwalker. It's actually an angel. Exactly. You yeah. know, biblically accurate angels. Yeah. <laughs> biblically accurate Amazon delivery driver. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, we you got a notification. It just says, "Be not afraid." <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Amazon smile. Yeah. Uh, we got one from Cherry for 19.99 that says, "Maybe the real Skinwalkers are the friends we made along the way." Also, love you guys. Yeah. Thanks thank so you. We love you too. Um, but yeah, that that is uh, definitely the situation with this this ranch too, because there's there's exactly one mention of something that sounds like a Skinwalker, and then nothing else ever again. I'm trying so hard to not step on a dog, but there are multiple at my feet right oh, now. Oh, good lord, they are. Archie, come here. Come here. Get get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hurt you, baby boy. I'm just going to let you sit right here yes. where you can be perceived by the audience yes. and also receive scratches. 
Um, he makes a cameo in this Friday's video as well. Yes, he does. Uh, he was insisting on being present, and uh, that appears to be his spot. Because yep. he's doing the foot yeah. tapping thing. Yep, the back leg's oh, going. Right. Look at those eyes. He is he is not present with us any longer. So, Navajo area. Yes. Uh, it's not well named for Skinwalker Ranch no. due to the fact that... Uh, there's exactly one instance of anything approaching Skinwalkerness, mm -hmm. And that is on the very first day they moved in, the Shermans claim... Now, keep in mind, the Myers family owned this home from 1905... Mm-hmm. Or the, this land from 1905 to 1994. Mm -hmm. Are you? Are, your tongue is just hanging out the side of your mouth. Oh, by the way, getting to the when we bring up the orbs and uh, parallel like other yeah. And Did you put that into the video? No. We we missed an opportunity to we ponder did. the orb. I don't think you said ponder at any point. I know, but we still could have pondered the orb. Yeah, that's fair. We always need to ponder the orb. Uh, but when we get talking about like the whole interdimension, when stuff you do like the that, shorts, we can ponder the orb. True. Um, we met a physicist last night at the concert mm -hmm. who is roughly our age and is specifically like, you know, like a actual physicist okay. who would be willing to come on the show to talk about, uh, physics related things when they come up. We should do that. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Just wanted to drop that. Totally awesome. forgot to mention it earlier, but maybe he can explain wormholes to me. Oh, I tried to get him to do that. Uh, and he was like, yeah, most people like can't explain them very well because all and that's what I was saying. It was like wormholes are so poorly explained and depicted because they all make it seem like they use the whole two dimensional, like fold a paper on itself and what, you get there. One First, just to explain why this is relevant in case you haven't seen the video from Friday. Fair. Uh, there are mentions of glowing white orbs. Uh, coming out of orange-rimmed portals. Yes. And I, knowing nothing about physics, was like, eh, I mean, wormholes maybe. Some yeah. sort of experiment gone, gone awry. Like, you know, maybe they're trying to open portals between spaces on Earth, and maybe they found a way to build men's, like, fix space-time. Yeah. Um, which, obviously, even while I was saying that, I was like, this this cannot possibly be realistic. There's no way this would work. Yeah. But also, um, I'm a paranormal YouTuber. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, continue. Uh, so I'll, I'll finish this little thought and then go to what yeah. Richard Henderson said. But um, essentially, I was talking to him about the fact we were started by talking about Chernobyl yeah. and everything like that. Um, but I got to the point where it's like, yeah, every depiction of a wormhole to me seems really poorly designed because you can't you can't fold space without displacing space mm -hmm. theoretically, or you're just gonna increase the amount of matter and mass in a given area that would eventually lead to a black hole ah so if we fold nothing in on top of itself then the nothing has to go somewhere into the other nothing exactly right so <laughs> but the thing is it's not nothing it's something but it's not but it is just be just because it's a vacuum doesn't mean it's nothing quantum physics just seems like it's the philosophy of stem oh the best part is the fact that uh like it's like we don't know if these things could happen but mathematically it seems that they could yep well, that's the thing is it all dilutes to math. And the problem is there's a lot of people that don't feel like doing the math, which is another part of the conversation we had. But anyway, hate math. yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to like math. Um, like, anyway, Richard Henderson from 1999 said, raise a drink for me, boys. I finally got a girlfriend after being single Woo! for three years. Let's go. You made we, are, it. we are so back. Well done. Well done, <laughs> sir. One for the boys. Uh, you help buy me her flowers. Yes. Like, don't don't wait for us. Just buy her flowers now. Just do it now. <laughs> uh, you help me through some hard. Maybe times. not like right now. If they just get, you know, like just on a random Thursday, just buy her some flowers. Yeah. It'll make her life. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, you help getting the woman is the hard part. Retaining the woman is not particularly difficult <laughs> if you if you are 
If you are simply a good person. Yeah, if you're a basically <laughs> decent human being. Most of the effort goes into acquiring the girlfriend. This is fair. Uh, you helped me through some hard times. Glad to see how far you guys have come, and I can't wait to see what comes next. Thank you so much. Oh, well, we can't see wait to see what comes next in the relationship, yeah. so keep us updated. Uh, anyway, you yeah. guys get married, we want to come to the wedding. Can I be the ring bear? <laughs> Can I be the gritty bear? <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> you don't hold anything. You just go down the aisle just going... <laughs> In the gritty costume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. Beautiful. Amazing. Um... Yeah, anyway, so there was one Skinwalker thing. One Skinwalker thing, which is the very first day that the Shermans own the ranch. They go out to the cattle pen, and they see that a large wolf has inserted its jaws between the bars and is like, nang, 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 nang. Um, what? I was not prepared for yeah, that. Just on the on the thing's leg, it's just like, ah, you know? And it's trying to pull the... Hi. And it's trying to pull the calf out of the bars, but it can't do mm. that, because obviously the bars. Um, you know. What? <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. Uh, and so Terry and his dad run over with some sticks, and they just start whacking this wolf. Yeah. And the wolf is not responding to the, the stick whacks. And so Terry Sherman pulls a uh, one from the, the making of the Lord of Rings thing out of it, and he yep. goes, you know, I, the, the, what's the, you know, shoot you with, with the 357 Magnum. Magnum, I'm awesome. Exactly. And he shoots the thing, and the wolf's like, uh, okay, dude, like, chill. Wolf does not respond, does not appear injured, no yep. blood, nothing. So they shoot the wolf a second time, and he's like, yo, daddy, chill, um, and walks off. Uh... <laughs> what in the hell was even that? <laughs> Basically, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> old man Sherman's like, you know, <laughs> what the hell even is that? Can someone make that meme, please, <laughs> of Sherman and the Skinwalker? Yeah. Uh... Um, so, yeah, anyway wolf walks off they follow it i guess they lose it at some point because they say the tra the tracks just stopped i guess they probably checked to make sure the calf was okay first and they walked off to find the wolf yep tracks just stop it looks as if this thing just vanished into thin air yep now skinwalkers vanishing into thin air not necessarily a property they're supposed to have on the other hand transforming between different animals in some versions of the legend is a possibility and theoretically you could do something silly mm -hmm. like go from being a coyote to being a bird or you could just change back into a human and if everybody's focused on finding wolf tracks probably not going to notice the human tracks probably not uh so it's it's hard to necessarily say skinwalkers as a concept are nowhere near what they've kind of come to be in pop culture mm -hmm. because in reality a skinwalker is a medicine man, or, or a witch, you know, to put it in more western terms, a shaman, who, I had some people who were like, using the term shaman immediately tells me you don't know what you're talking about, and I'm like, dude, I, I know the term's medicine man, I'm using the terms that are gonna apply for everybody. Like, this is a video that's being made for several hundred thousand people to watch, not for like, an academic audience at a conference. Mm. Like, chill. Um, <laughs> relax. Yeah. Uh, it's like when uh, I was trying to explain the the relationship between humans and neanderthals mm -hmm. so i went to r slash ask anthropology mm -hmm. um and i don't know why i thought i was going to get any useful answer on reddit because it was basically a bunch of, a bunch of anthropologists who were like because i said you know the way i've kind of been conceptualizing this is that we explain it as the difference between dogs and wolves mm. where they're you know 
they can breed together, but they're not quite the same thing. So it doesn't quite it, it doesn't quite fit within the traditional idea of a species is something that can only mate within itself. Mm. Um, and they were like, well, uh, comparing it to dogs and wolves is really reductive, and you should really become an expert in this before you try. Blah blah blah. And I was like, dude, I'm just trying to explain it to a layman. Yeah. Like I understand the the taxonomical difference. I'm talking about a metaphor. I get that you STEM people have no idea what that is, but like you know if you read a book for once in your life that wasn't a science textbook you might be on the same page as me mm. i love my science friends i just really hate reddit <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amazing. Like, so yeah no it was it was all all some silly goofiness and some nonsense we love that yeah so anyway it's a shaman mm. which a medicine man who practices bad medicine bad yeah. medicine of course being dark magic bad magic i thought it uh, was the song by bon jovi no they might practice that too if they're in a band. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, the skinwalker. Could you imagine if a medicine man, a bad medicine man, a skinwalker, was a bass player for Bon Jovi <laughs> and played the song Bad Medicine whenever he was getting into his zone? We could do a parody of it called Bad Medicine Man and it's about yes. skinwalkers. Yeah, that would probably work. We should do that. Um... Yes. <laughs> Among the other like 12 things we said we were going to do. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Str- I'm struggling so much right now trying to <laughs> remain on topic. It's okay. Uh, yeah, so they practice dark magic. Mm-hmm. I went over all, you know, the, the majority of the steps here. It's not totally certain because the Navajo don't like explaining to people how you do something you're not supposed to do. That is culture bound to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have had several Navajo folks, though, correct me on some things, offer some wisdom, um, you know, both with my re- my requesting it and without, which <laughs> it's fine. Um, if I get something wrong, tell me. Um, but when it comes to the, uh, the situation with the skinny boys, there is some sort of system of elders. There is an idea of a, a community here. You have to begin your journey under the guidance of somebody who's already a skinwalker they're going to tell you what exact steps to take one of the most famous steps there is killing a close family member or friend betraying somebody that you love that's kind of like the final step here is the idea there's some other steps but again it's not clear because they don't like sharing Mm -hmm. after you do that the the process of actually doing the transformation varies if you talk to some people they're going to say that it's a spiritual transformation that you're not physically undergoing any sort of alterations to your body there's a more literal translation of it too which is that these people do physically transform into animals mm-hmm. who's to say it's a good question also we just got a super chat from my mom for oh, 50 bucks hi, Mrs. Thornberry. hi mom uh, she says, just want to tell you guys how proud, proud I am of you both. You've come a long way with these <laughs> podcasts, and you continue to impress me. Sending Aww. love. Thank you, Mrs. Norbury. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> Hope things are going well. Um, Where were we? Uh, we were talking about the fact that uh, Navajo people will correct you, and the yes, skinwalkers right. are... Yeah. So, yes. So, the skinwalker, after, after you have also... By the way, the whole don't say skinwalker thing is such internet garbage. You're supposed mm. to not say the Navajo term. Uh, the Navajo term doesn't even actually translate to skinwalker. It translates to it goes on all fours. And no, I will not tell you what it is. Um, that is not my job. In the same way that uh, Wendigoon really doesn't like it when I hold this book up, um, <laughs> I really don't like it when people say that word around me. Yep. Um, Fair. So it is so funny how 
how upset he gets about this silly little book. <laughs> what was it? The name? It was like Amy, and he was like, "Stop it! Stop! <laughs> don't, don't say it!" Ah, oh, the vessel of brass, the magic ring or disc of Solomon. I can hear him thundering like in our direction now. Uh, you are missing out. We've got the magical triangle of Solomon. Ah, ah. we've also got the hexagram of Solomon. Ooh. But don't don't get too ahead because there's also the pentagram of Solomon. Uh, I knew it was coming. It had to be coming. Yep. The magical circle. Classified list of the seventy-two chief spirits of the Geisha according to the perspective, the respective rank. Interesting. Okay. What's up with the number seventy-two in religions? This is in there a lot. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, seventy-two demons, seventy-two virgins. Everyone's got a silly little seventy-two thing going on, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Um. In either case, that seems like too many. Like, 72 demons and 72 virgins seems like too many in both cases. It's a weird context for either of them as well. Yeah. Like, very odd. 72 skinwalkers. <laughs> 72 naked skinwalkers in the showers at the skinwalker ranch. Oh, Lord. Uh, anyway, so there's not really much evidence of any form of skinwalkers at skinwalker no. ranch, but... Um, there's a lot of UFO anomalies um there were some cattle mutilations which were photographed now of course you could stage a photograph that that's kind of the, the general issue i have with the topic of skimwalker ranch there is almost no hard evidence for anything and a ton of the actual readings they came up with when they were doing both the show and the actual research back in the day yep. was they were catching their own equipment they were catching the electromagnetic frequencies of their own equipment ah. in a lot of cases. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they were looking for EMF waves. <laughs> and also, like, the the good point you brought up of Area 51 being close by. And... Hill is also has tested experimental aircraft as well. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at a place that was well, well, well within range of any experimental jet aircraft. I love that the company who made the Corsair also mm -hmm. made a plane called the Pancake. Yeah. That is fantastic. The flying pancake. Yeah. Uh, I think, was it Vought? Yeah. Yeah. Vought had a, a disc-shaped, I think the, the version that actually made it to market was called the flying flapjack, which means the marketing department was like, they were like ready to hand it over to the military. The marketing <laughs> department was like, ah, ah, give me that. Flapjack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the STEM boys are like, I don't understand. <laughs> It looks like a pancake and it flies. And the marketing person was like, ah, you might have heard of this thing called culture. Have you ever heard of alliteration? <laughs> no, I don't see the usefulness. In... Exactly. <laughs> I, I just picture all of the scientists involved in any of this as like, Vulcans like Spock. I don't know. After watching Oppenheimer, apparently they're they're not too far removed from those of the artist culture as well. I feel like that may or may not have been partially the fact that the movie was made by an artist. Fair, but the history doesn't lie. True, true. Oppenheimer had that dog in him. He did. He got that sloppy Toppenheimer. <laughs> he really just didn't got, know where to. The, uh, communisty. He didn't know where to stop in any aspect of yeah, his life. No, no, absolutely not. Um, the Truman scene was so weird, dude. It was, it was. I also love how, I think I said this last time, but just the fact that Gary Oldman is trying to get every leader in World War II mm -hmm. role, like, you know, just crossed out. Yeah. Amazing. 
Ugh. Every leader in World War II? <laughs> <laughs> I would not be shocked. <laughs> Gary Oldman is Emperor Hirohodo. <laughs> I can see him as Mussolini. Yeah, that would work. Right. Yeah, anyway, this is actually topical because all of the UFO stuff seems to happen as soon as we brought over a bunch of Nazi scientists who were working on UFO stuff in Germany. Funny coincidence, isn't that? Like, yeah, there were a bunch of uh, plans that we found and they were like, this is weird. This is a flying disc. And then in 1947, everybody's like, that's weird. That appears to have been a flying disc. What? What's this? I'm not discounting the possibility of aliens. I just feel the need to point out. Wait, wait. This is news to me. What UFO research was going on in Germany? Oh, not UFO research. They were researching flying wings, flying discs, oh, flying bell-shaped aircraft. Now, of course, all of the UFO people say the obvious thing, which is, well, they got all of that from the aliens. My argument would be, if they got it from the aliens, why didn't it work? Uh, <laughs> if, they got a, if they had alien technology, why didn't they win? Yeah, did, did the aliens, like... Maybe the aliens were like, hmm... Nobody on this planet is good, but if we give it to the really bad guys and we give them the stuff that doesn't work, then maybe the guys who are currently the good guys will eventually get our hands on the technology and fix it, right? Did we did we invite the missing Enigma on for tonight? For tonight? Yeah. Did we? Were we supposed to? We, we, I... Did I fuck up with scheduling? I may have fucked up with scheduling. I will reach out to him because I am so sorry. I've, I've been totally all over the place for the last week. You know this. This is true. Um, yeah, that's my bad. Uh, I did want to have him on. Um, we'll get him on soon. That was that was my fault. Um, I will. I will. I'm going to right now text him because I feel so bad. Um, I got totally sidetracked with everything. Um, hang on, hang on. Uh, we got mixed up with scheduling. He's in the chat. Oh, he is? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I totally, like, it, that is totally my fault. Yeah, if you're still hanging out, dude, I am so sorry. It was, like, just totally slipped my mind. We've had 8 million things in the fire this week. Uh, <laughs> it's been a busy few weeks. Yeah, we ended up we ended up having to reschedule one of our other podcasts, and I had to do, like, eight Twitch streams. <laughs> we have another podcast that's coming up this coming Thursday. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is my fault. I'm so sorry. Um, but, yeah, I definitely I, we want to have you on. It was just a total mis, just misconnection. Uh, my bad. Um, I just, I sent you a message on Twitter, so hopefully we can, we can work it out. Um, you know, that's totally, totally on me. Yeah. Um, so I hope that's not, uh, I hope that's not, not disrupting too much of your life. <laughs> Did we have something scheduled on the calendar? No, that's, that's what happened is that we, we agreed on it and it was like two messages and I meant to put it in the calendar and I just never got to it. Got it. Um, yeah, so that is entirely my fault. Um, hopefully, hopefully we're chill. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah, but, uh... <clears throat> I do not remember what we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about, we had just transitioned away from Germany doing UFO slash uh, experimental aircraft in the war, making yeah. fun of them for losing. 
Farms. Thank you. Yeah, I we we did forget. Um, it it happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but I. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we really did want to have him on. Mm -hmm. Like that. That was not like a like a like a little thing. I was excited to have him on. It was just like. What were we gonna talk about? Uh, just missing four on one in general. Um, okay. you know, obviously next week would be great for that. If 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 you're still hanging here and you're still good to come on in in like September, we would love to have you on for that. Um, th this was really just a like yeah. I I had too many things in the fire, too many too many gears turning, and oh, wait. I missed it. He what? said it's all right, boys, unless you want me to come on now and give you a verbal shellacking. I mean. If you'd like to, we could. We could. We do... could pull up a Google Meet right now, and we would happily take the shellacking. Uh, yeah, it could be fun. It's up to you. Um, I'm gonna wrap. I'll, I'll wrap this up really quick. While uh, you do, you want to? Um, me. Uh, I'll hand you the phone if you want to send him an email. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, if you want to send him that. Um, and you know, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to sit and do the podcast even for a little bit longer tonight uh, if it means that we get to have you on. That was totally my fault. I'm so sorry. Um. Yeah, it's up there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, we'll send you an email uh, right now with a calendar link. And if you want to pop in there, Aiden will have it up over here and we can pull you up in like two minutes. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, <laughs> that was entirely my fault. Hang on, I can keep that oh, open. Yep. I, I got to copy the email. Um, but yeah, to just kind of finish up what I was saying about, about the UFO stuff, um, the, I, I do not... I'm not one who's going to sit here and be like, oh, no, no, UFOs can't possibly be real. There's definitely not aliens. Um, it's just that a lot of the evidence that I see specifically with Skimwalker Ranch is hearsay. And it's every, you know, there's always a convenient excuse for why there was no footage, for why there was no uh, police call. Like all these cattle mutilations, it's, oh, well, we ranchers just handle these things internally. We just handle them ourselves. That's possible, but... How am I supposed to know that? Like, yep. how am I supposed to believe you when you say that to me, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, I, I struggle with it. The Roswell stuff I'm more intrigued by. Um, and, and when we look at what they were saying, these, okay, cool. Um, when we were, when, when we look at what they were saying in these hearings recently, it's, oh, well, there were non, were there pilots? There were non-human biologics. Don't screw around with me. Like, <laughs> if we're if we're at the point of confirming anything that was non-Earth yeah. origination, in also form of... uh, missing Enigma. If you're still here, we did just send you a calendar invite. You are absolutely welcome to hop onto the show. Yeah, um, we got an hour left, so I'm gonna pull it up on here. Just yeah. so. Um, but you were saying, yeah, like, what is the? If you're saying non-human biologics. Or non-terrestrial biologics. Yeah. You're confirming... Something. Something from non-Earth. Why yeah. not just say it? Exactly. And it's just like... If you're, if, like, if, if you're already going 90% of the way... Um, hang on, let me... I hope it's going to let me do this with the camera. Should. Um, give me one second here. We're going to transition over. Okay, cool. All right. That could have gone better. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, man. Yeah, I feel, yeah, quite I feel all very right. bad. Um, yeah, no, I was actually let, let super excited. Let this be a lesson yeah, to you, boys. Exactly. Yeah, right. you know, maybe tell him when we're scheduling something instead of just me doing it myself. Yeah, because we, I have the memory of a walnut. We might need to make sure I'm CC'd on all communication. Yeah, yeah. That was a Twitter <laughs> one. That was the problem. But anyway, yeah. 
I'm I'm happy to have you on here right now because we actually just just were filming for a missing four one one video. So um, we're going to talk about oh, that really? one a little bit more at length next week. But yeah, we were doing the Stacy Aris case, uh, which I'm sure oh. you're familiar with. Have you ever Did covered you go that to one? Yosemite? No, unfortunately, we do not have the budget to travel anywhere. <laughs> I that you're on the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah. we're over here. No, that um, that's a bit of a that's a yeah. bit of a drive or flight. Yeah, we've personally uh, gone to the the Tom Meskin Dennis Martin spots, but we haven't. We haven't. You know, I saw west. you did a video on that. I haven't watched it yet. It looked like a full length documentary, which is yeah. Uh, uh, and I I should watch it because uh, I, I get requested to do that all the time, the Tom Messick one, mm -hmm. and uh, it's one I've never. It's the authorities in charge of it they don't want to talk at no, all no they do that's not. the experience i've had we were and able so, to get the the sheriff the deputy oh really a deputy of the sheriff's department and that was it and he even he was like i can answer some questions i was only there right yeah no that one's a it's a difficult one i it's good on you guys for doing it though it, yeah uh, it was i mean it was a fun one <laughs> i'm getting up there in new york that was before we had any money to be doing any of this um, yeah i think it's hilarious that we did it as early as yeah, we did stayed at the days in and albany new york um <laughs> so but yeah i mean so that's you've been to some of these locations and of course i've i've seen i i, I actually used your video on aaron hedges was a huge resource for us when we when we kind of revisited it um, you know, a lot of the information that you got your hands on, I was really impressed because I have not been able to get my hands on that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah, I, I had help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess like, what's, what's your background? Uh, uh, nothing too impressive. Uh, I mean, in, in terms of like, if, if you're looking for like credentials, I, I mean, I don't really have any other than a good head on my shoulders and I'm pretty good at investigating mm -hmm. and I got an interest in this topic and, uh, you know, some, most of the time, that's all you really need. Right. I mean, uh, and, you know, you know, when I make a video, I'm not really telling people like, oh, presenting it and saying, take my word for it. This yeah. is what happened. I, I try to, you know, back it up. So, you know, don't take my word for it. I'll do my best to present you the evidence. Mm -hmm. I notice you guys do the same thing or similar. You know, yeah. you're uh, I watched your video on uh, Charles McCuller uh, because I was thinking about doing that again. That was a the first video I ever files. did. And I did files. it terribly. Yeah, you got <laughs> so the FBI we. files. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you have to revisit because you're like, oh, wow, that's really outdated now. That's kind of what outdated. we've been doing recently is we've been going back and looking at some of our older cases that we covered and we're like, Ugh, you know, we, we could have done better with that one. And so I guess, you know, for you, is that is that kind of what happened with you? Were you just interested in the whole missing 411 thing, started to look into it and then started to see that there was something off? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, I mean, I was interested in missing persons cases before that because uh, when I would go camping or hiking with my family, my mm -hmm. dad used to always talk about, uh, you know, oh, people would disappear without a trace out here and that right. kind of thing. And I didn't really know who he was talking about or anything specific, but that was something that always interested me. And uh, that's kind of where it started. Just the mystery of it. You know, why do people go missing? And right. uh you know, I, I can't lie, you know, missing 411, that's what really took missing persons cases mainstream, yeah. or at least got people really interested in them, uh, for better or worse, uh, you know, but I mean, as you may know, I, I have certain disagreements with missing 411. Yeah. Uh, I think you might too. Yeah. Uh, you know, in certain aspects, you know, I mean, I can appreciate that he's brought it into the public eye. You know. Are we willing to go into some of the disagreements that both of you have for those in the you know the viewership yeah. that aren't familiar with where you guys stand on the whole topic? Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to ask. Is you know, I, I guess if you had to like say what I, I would start with with this question, what was 
for you, what was the, was there any specific moment where you were like, wait a second? Because I, I know mine. Um, there was a few. I mean, I started getting suspicious back when I was like covering really old cases and I would read newspaper articles and I'd be like, wow, this story is very different mm -hmm. from how I heard it. And then Aaron Hedges really solidified it for me uh, because, you know, when you make a documentary movie and that was kind of like the center point of that movie, that was mm -hmm. like a really big yeah, featured case. Big and, you know, when you got a budget and you got a lot of researchers or, you know, whatever to ignore a lot of like really important elements like that, or you either ignore them or you didn't research thoroughly enough. Yeah. For, but was it the alcoholism thing that it wasn't mentioned at all in the documentary? Yeah, that bothers me because yeah. that's really important. I mean, because I understand if you would want people might want to leave that out because it's really sensitive. Yeah. But it's to an leave important that out and aspect then, of the case. Right. You know, if you leave that out and then go, wow, this is mysterious. Well, it's mysterious because you left out a really important element. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know how much you talked to any of the, uh, the law enforcement up there, but from what they were telling me, like he, he knew that he was well aware, like he was told by the sheriff's department that Aaron Hedges was a recovering alcoholic and just left it out. I didn't know that. I, yeah. when I, when I talked to Ronneberg, uh, the Sweetgrass County Sheriff, he just said, you know, that he had about an hour long interview for the movie mm -hmm. and, you know, they cut it down, but that's pretty normal. That's but happens. he said he, yeah. And, uh, but you know, he said he, he gave them important details like the shoes and what he really thought mm -hmm. about the shoes and stuff. Um, and I don't know, to me, when I didn't know, I didn't speak to too many law enforcement related to that case, but it seemed like he ignored the Park County investigation, which was kind of the main investigation. They were the ones who looked into, you know, why he went missing yeah. in the first place. And then Sweetgrass County just found the body. And from from so, what Sweetgrass told me, Park would not give him anything. Really? Yeah, and that's why Sweetgrass County is the ones he's talking to, right? Because it would make more sense for it to be Park County. But apparently they did not want to talk to him. And on the one hand, I get it. You know, we're talking about very, very small communities here by comparison to what a lot of people are accustomed to. You know, over here on the East Coast, Philadelphia area is 3.5 million people. That's like five times the state of Montana. <laughs> and yeah. that's, that's five counties. So when I look at that, I'm like, all right, you know, this is their business. This is one of their guys. They don't want some big Hollywood movie producer coming in and, and bugging them for it. But at the same time, like, it probably would have been helpful for everybody if they cooperated. And I don't know if you run into this as much as we do, but as much as I want to commend law enforcement when they do do the right thing and they try a lot, I notice on a lot of occasions it seems like they shoot themselves in the foot by not accepting outside help or publicity and kind of keeping everything really close to the vest. And it's egregious with Canada. But I was going to say, the RCMP is the gold standard for yeah. what not to do in a missing persons case. I don't know how much you looked into Canada, but oh my God. But yeah, so uh, that's... Yeah, I, I know a little bit about Canada in terms of... I don't know. They're just really hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm surprised, you know, Stacy, like you said, you were doing the Stacy Harris case. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's one I've not really even considered because they really, the NPS doesn't want to talk about that. No, one they do not at and, all. And that and was so old. <laughs> that was one of the weirdest things about it is when I went and looked for files, didn't take me that long to find the, uh, the Charles McCuller stuff. It didn't take me that long to find the Dennis Martin stuff. Stacey R's stuff didn't take long either because it was on the National Park Service website. The only problem is for Dennis Martin and Chuck McCuller, there's like 
50, 60, 70 pages of documents. And there's a few redactions. With the Stacey Aris case, there's 21 pages and it's all newspaper clippings, maps, and photos. And like yeah. no actual information about the case itself. So if you ever do look at that one, um, I'm happy to send you the notes we have because there's not much else to do. But, uh, you know, that's... If they had a suspect, he's probably dead. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, really bizarre that they are keeping that so tightly shut still. I don't know. And that was... It, that was the weirdest part for me too when i was looking at the exemption they used to deny the foia request because that's one of the things where like i have to give a lot of credit to politis that foia request and the appeal are both on the the internet he did not lie about requesting that information and it would be really easy to lie about requesting that information he didn't um i'm gonna give him credit where credit's due you know i I do still respect the guy and i think he's done good work i just think that you know there's at a certain point the profit incentive appears to have gotten to him um I think so. Which is unfortunate, but I do think he's a true believer in what he's talking about. I just think cognitive, you know, the the confirmation bias at that point has to be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing we see when we like cover like Graham Hancock and stuff. Um, but you know, oh yeah, yeah. the 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 weird part is the exemption they used for the Stacey R's case was exemption seven A, and that is they cannot release information if it was obtained by law enforcement for law enforcement purposes. Stacey Aris case was never a criminal investigation. There was a moment where they were like, we are, the, the newspaper confirms like, yeah, we are considering foul play as part of the routine investigative process. But at no point was this, we're looking for a murderer, we're looking for a kidnapper, anything along those lines. It was just, we're not sharing this information with you. And that's, I think, why this case specifically is so odd. I don't know how much you you know about it um you know if you go and you watch a lot of stuff also there's then there's some weird things like david politis says there was a lens cap found there was no lens cap found that was the moment for me that was the one that got (laughs) the lens cap was the lens cap because i was like that is the only reason i can think he added it in is that the lens cap is supposedly found on a rock or a log right next to a lake which adds in the missing 401 profile point of near water that is the only reason I can think of to include it. Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't looked into that. I mean, I know the general story, but um, I don't know. You know, sometimes government agencies, they, they'll pull exemptions out of nowhere mm-hmm. for no good reason. I've run into it a lot. I, the worst offender in my mind is San Bernardino County in California. <laughs> really? <laughs> I want to sue them because they'll... I've just tested the water with them. And I one time requested a case that was just a kid who got lost and was found. Mm-hmm. That's the whole story. There was, that's it. He, he got lost. It was found a successful yeah. SAR. And they said they can't give any information to me because it is law enforcement or potential criminal enforcement proceedings mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. But it, it's complete BS. They, oh. It's just, they, they can just throw an exemption out there mm-hmm. and they'll hope you won't take them to court or something. And it you works. Know? It works for like, sure. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like, there's a, there's a lot of things where we've, we've gone through and just not been able to get our hands on something. And people are like, well, why, why not file a FOIA request? And I'm like, and wait six months for them to tell me no. Like, oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, if you, I if you that. file a FOIA with the NPS right now, you're looking at like 18 months Yeah, because in certain agencies, they just have like one person working there. Mm-hmm. It's it, ridiculous. And the, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's government is they do a, a ton of their stuff to like a, a ton of the process of the punishment is the term I hear used all the time is like, they can't, they can't tell, you, no, you can't have this, but they can make you jump through every possible oh. route to get it. 
Oh, and they will, yeah. Oh, well, but the thing is, they can tell you that, no, you can't have At the end of the day, yeah. That's the thing. That's true. Like, the, the, the things we learned about, so I don't know if you're familiar with this at all. I don't know why you would be, but I went to school. Part of my degree was for, for journalism, and uh, some of which what we covered was submitting FOIA requests mm -hmm. officially as, like, a journalist, even with, like, you know, the backing of, let's say you're working for the New York Times. At the end of the day, they have, you know, their own exemptions, like you were talking about the one mm -hmm. uh, previously, but it, it's like, you know, we would go through strategy of how to submit a FOIA request to minimize the mm -hmm. chances of being rejected. Yep. And it's like, because it's really, the, it's just, it's totally up to them. And it reminds me of not to bring up this show again, but it reminds me of uh, episode like three or four in Chernobyl, where in the Soviet all Union, the all the it's all the time. But in the Soviet Union, she had to go and try and get some information about, uh, I can't, I think it was, it was the RBM, RBMK reactors to figure mm -hmm. out, like, you know, how to fix the problem. Right. And she submitted to request a few documents. They crossed out, like, three out of the four she asked for, and they were like, no, you get this one. <laughs> and it's like, we may, we, like, we laugh at that because it's ridiculous. But then when we try and do something about, like you just said with San Bernardino, an open and shut case, it's the same thing. It, it, it's such a horrible standard that I don't think gets enough attention. Yeah. Um, and and um, a couple that I also wanted to ask you specifically about. One, obviously, we talked about Aaron Hedges. I, your your video on Aaron Hedges is what changed my mind on Aaron Hedges. So I have nothing nothing further to say on that other than great job because that was like... Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I was astonished at how much police information you had there. Um, you know, and that that was just... I, I was very impressed as a, as a fellow researcher and content creator on the, sub, the subject. Uh, the you. the other one that you've gotten a lot of high praise for uh, that I that we've also covered was Dennis Martin. Mm, yeah, and I was curious, you know, where where you netted out on that one because I haven't had time to watch any of your stuff on it. Um, I've done three videos on it. Uh, you know, I did the initial video, and then I did the FBI files when they got released on the FBI's vault, mm -hmm. and then I interviewed Michael Bouchard. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I first Initially, I was never going to make a Dennis Martin video because I was I, I had heard that story a thousand times yeah. on the radio by Pilates or whatever. And I was like, what? I, I got nothing I could add to that story. Everyone knows that story. They don't want to hear me retell it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as you're aware, the NPS literally had it sitting on mm -hmm. their website this whole time. Mm -hmm. And when I grabbed that file and looked at it, like on the third page, I just started seeing stuff that I was like, wait, mm -hmm. I thought that that's different than what Pilates, mm -hmm. you know, he, he talked about like, no one knows who called the green berets in and it's on yeah. page three. I'm exactly. Sure. It's like, <laughs> it's like did. right in there. It's like the national guard yeah, did. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, well, this is strange. And then after reading the whole thing, I was, I just had a completely different perspective on it. And mm -hmm. wow, that needs to be uh, talked about a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I eventually ran into, you know, Michael Bouchard's work. And then I realized, I, well, I guess I'm not the first person to see this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with his work at all. Not or his book. You know, he, I've heard the name. It's, yeah, he, he covered the same thing uh, as as my first video, which is just, you know, the more accurate story. But in addition to that, he was able to find Harold Key, you know, the, the key witness mm -hmm. in the case before he died mm -hmm. and interview him. Um, you know, but it, when I talked to him, I asked him if he had a recording of that conversation. He doesn't. So it's kind of like, well, you got to take his word for it uh, yeah. if you want to. Um, but when he talked to Harold Key, he just had a completely different story than the one uh, everyone was familiar with. 
Right. And uh, involving a white car. And, you know, that white car story is actually, we can confirm it because it, if you, there's like one or two old news mm -hmm. clippings that actually mention it. Mm -hmm. Mention a white car being there where they supposedly saw a guy walking through the woods and never any mention of him carrying anything over his shoulder. Yeah. And, uh, there was just so many different. Uh, there's just this whole mythology that sprung up around mm -hmm. Dennis Martin of like inaccurate information. And it really took on a life of its own because it spawned all this like wild man and national park mm -hmm. stuff, which I haven't been able to substantiate much of that. Yeah. It seems like it kind of sprung up much pretty there's, much after missing 411. There's a few interesting historical cases of wild men, uh, people who have yeah. been who are just regular people who have chosen to go out and live in the wilderness or under like they were dealing with mental health stuff. Um, and you get these, these like near feral people that are out in the woods, but it's usually an individual case. I think it's probably compounded by the folklore of the area. Of course. I mean, if you look at basically anywhere in the United States, especially the places with a lot of woods and mountains, you have stories about wild men. Um, the one we like to talk about a lot is the Saskats up in British Columbia. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but it's like the origin of Sasquatch. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the, the I, I mean, yeah, the, yeah I, you can. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, is like that original story is about a, a race or a tribe of near humans, people who are exceptionally tall and hairy and strong, who live out in the mountains. And they're, they're not sure exactly what they are, but they're kind of us, but not quite us. And yeah. this is that Sasket word is what ended up being Sasquatch in the work of J.W. Burns. Um, so you get sort of these, that's a, in my opinion, that's a, that's, got a lot more to it than just these kind of vague stories about like somebody saw some hairy dude carrying a thing up a mountain and a key piece of information about there that i just mm -hmm. want to add to that is that at least for me what really substantiated that story was uh the account from the Saskets to what was it the guy's name again that they uh was doing the jw burns it was burns. the coast salish yeah. talking to jw burns about yeah. the Saskets. the the story that they said was that uh the coast salish and the Saskets were able to communicate mm. via language. That the Saskets had their own language, but they also understood the Coast Salish language, so they were able to communicate yeah. that language. Specifically the Douglas language. Yeah, but Interesting. but they had their own. Yeah. So that really gave a lot of credence to this whole idea of, like, maybe it was just the remnants of a different hominid that hasn't been really, like, focused on yet versus the the whole you know apes in the mountains thing yeah. but then again the whole roanoke story throws oh that yeah we also in, in there in, in some of the documentation from uh from jamestown uh around uh, around the same time and area as roanoke uh one of the british writers talks about the native americans hunting apes in the mountains and the only mountains available there are the appalachians um interesting there haven't been apes in the appalachians for 26 million years aside from us so what were they talking about? Was this a mistranslation? Were they taught? Were the apes like other less civilized Native American? Like a lot of really interesting questions arise from it. But when, like, of course, going back to the Dennis Martin thing, that doesn't quite track with it. And I've been to the Smokies. I've been to that exact trail in the Smokies. It's not as in the middle of nowhere as as it would <laughs> need to be. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's like three four miles from a road and that's not that's just not enough distance i mean obviously in the 19 what is it 1960s uh it was a little different yeah. but you know the i i found it interesting that they even included the part about like seeing a hairy looking creature running up the side of a mountain carrying something over its shoulder because 
it's not necessarily even connected. It was also people who weren't even involved. And some people might say, right. you know, oh, well, since those people weren't involved and they reported that, that would lend credence to it. And I'm like, well, or they heard about it and decided this was their 15 minutes of fame. Um, the, you know, but what I'm, what I guess I would be curious as to your opinion for this is they, they never found Dennis. What do you think happened? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I put my money on two options. One, he either did get kidnapped mm -hmm. somehow, some way, because, you know, even though that doesn't seem to be a Bigfoot, there was a guy seen at Rowan's Creek mm -hmm. walking around the woods and a child's scream was supposedly mm -hmm. heard. And that man drove away in a white car. How mm -hmm. that guy could be connected to the scream, I don't know. Is he at all connected to Dennis Martin? I don't know. A shady guy who's kind of nearby, maybe. Mm -hmm. And the FBI files talk about they have, may have had a suspect, but so much of it is redacted. It's impossible to really know what they had on yeah. this guy. And it seems like some, uh, you know, Michael Bouchard calls him just a jailhouse rat who mm -hmm. was just kind of maybe making up a story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, on the other hand, there's, you know, Dwight McCarter talks about uh, the ginseng hunters who came to him and said they found a little boy's skeleton in Big Hollow mm -hmm. and that they'd never reported it because they were illegally harvesting ginseng at the time. I, I did come um, across that one. And, you know, I mean, maybe, yeah, you know, because if he ran, I mean, it would be easy enough to die from exposure if he got lost. They found some footprints uh, at one point, you know, yep. and, and and only one of them had a shoe. Right. One of them found had the a other shoe. shoe. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, there's sometimes people just aren't found. And, and, and you know, Dwight McCarter said he smelled what he thought was a rotting body mm -hmm. down on West Prong Trail, which is in the direction of Big Hollow. Mm -hmm. um, and they told him, oh, we already searched that area. You don't need to go yeah. looking there. Uh, and uh, could he still be out there buried underneath tons of foliage? Uh, maybe. Probably would I, never find him at this point. It probably would never find him at this point. It's been so, I mean, I doubt we'll ever really get an answer to this one, but I don't think the answer is Bigfoot or yeah. cannibal wild people in the Smokies. Do you have any, any superstition in you at all? Like, is there any, do, do you leave room for some of the paranormal or are you very, yes, like, I don't, I don't know why everyone thinks I'm such a skeptic. I don't understand <laughs> this. What the hell? I, I, you know, I don't believe in Bigfoot, but I believe there is enough evidence that we should take it seriously. Right. I, instead of laughing at it, you know, the moment you start talking about Bigfoot, some people just throw you right out the door and mm. you're okay. He's, he's gone insane. Yeah. But like you were just mentioning, there's so many old stories and stuff of something that sounds an awful lot like Bigfoot mm -hmm. or Sasquatch, you know, told by natives, all, all sorts of things. I mean, and even old newspapers talk about sightings. I mean, this wasn't a thing that was just invented in the modern day. Mm -hmm. It's been around pretty much as far as we have recorded history. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, you got to take that seriously. So, I mean, I'm, absolutely open to it I, mm -hmm. I haven't seen i haven't seen the guy yet but you know i do a lot of hiking i'm always on the lookout you know i mean and i mean i obviously ufos aren't really like a, a thing you have to believe anymore mm -hmm. they're obviously real but i mean i'm i'm totally into that uh you know this is so funny because <laughs> that's exactly what we were talking about before is <laughs> the whole skinwalker ranch and aliens thing well it's funny you're talking about skinwalker ranch and like you know the the lights they see in the mm -hmm. sky and 
I just I, I I saw one of those like the other couple of weeks back. <laughs> I posted it on Twitter, you know, and I don't know what it was. I, yeah. I mean, it was like a bright light. It was going north to south in the sky. I mm-hmm. looked at it through binoculars first. It was just a huge bright orb. It was dark out. Kind of the sun had just went down. It wasn't completely black, but just a big orb of light in the sky. And then it made a right angle turn, started heading uh, east, which was odd. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know, I filmed the thing, but it's just this bright orb of light moving in the sky kind right. of strangely. And I mean, I it, it's a UFO because I don't know what it was. It's identified. Was it, it's flying in the object. Exactly. Yeah. It was it aliens. I, I have no mm-hmm. idea. I mean, it moved. Its movement kind of made me think it was a balloon, but I don't know why it would look like a giant orb of light. Right. Uh, so, um, and it wasn't a satellite because of the movement. And I am really good at recognizing satellites in the sky. I see them all the time or, or the international space station. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what the orbs are, uh, <laughs> but I know, I mean, I've watched the skinwalker red show a few times and it's, you know, I don't know if are you guys time I start, talking about I that or frustrated. Every, yeah, start, every exactly. time I start that show, I get angry. Well, well, give context, especially with with the most recent video of like why the most recent owner of Skinwalker Ranch makes you. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's not even just the most recent one. Just watching the show in general, I'm like, oh, come on, guys. But uh, the the current owner, Adamantium Holdings, is it, all of their trademarks are for entertainment. It's all about producing TV right. shows and media movies you know recreational facilities all of that and i mean it's they're not going to let anybody get an answer because the second there's an answer it's over there's nothing there right. if you confirm it there's no mystery it's it's been confirmed and the government probably comes in and says hey no 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 this is ours now um <laughs> and if they don't confirm it the property is worthless now it's just a ranch in utah um so i mean it's the same thing with oak island which in my opinion is a little bit more interesting and i can't explain exactly why because freemasonry um but the oak island stuff they did the same thing they got commercial rights to it and suddenly we needed 11 seasons of the you know secret of oak island or whatever it's called have they dug up the treasure on that yet i haven't kept up with that it's been like (laughs) nope they found a couple like coins i think that they may have placed there themselves um because no yeah they're gonna run the show until they uh, until there's no show to run anymore and then they'll pack it in you know probably not even come up with a conclusion they're just gonna write one because i mean it's reality tv reality tv isn't real no what we do Uh, what we do is real for the most part um you know going and talking about these cases and digging up the actual files and trying to interview people but you know, we don't have a producer hanging over our heads, you and us. It's it's just like we, we can do what we want as long as the algorithm allows us to do what we want, which is a little different. Have you ever gotten the context box? The context oh, box? Oh, yeah, the dreaded Wikipedia context box. Oh, video. oh I don't think so. We've had it a few times now. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> we had it for the Illuminati, Freemasonry, Bohemian Grove. Uh, anything else? I don't, not that comes to mind. I no. think those are the three that we had it for. We're just um, kind of saying, like, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, and, and, not even, it's know. just like, you know, no matter, it's just YouTube algorithmically, like, we don't know what this person's about to say, but here's the very reputable Wikipedia to prove them wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, what I actually say in the videos is never, like, super conspiratorial. Like, our Bohemian Grove video, I was like, eh, this is weird. This is some weird theater kid stuff. Yeah, it's literally, it's like, it's weird, but it's a bunch of old, rich nerds in the woods, so what do you expect? I mean, 
I know. What did we think they were doing? Yeah. yeah. Have you have you ever looked? They into worshiping that one? an owl god, Moloch, out in the woods. And, you know, <laughs> they like to burn you, effigies of children. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it's that's totally like cool. every, It's like a, a Saturday. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever looked into it? Like read through any of their old like plays and stuff? No, I no. It's <laughs> it's some funky stuff if you read through it. Uh, like the owl, the so the the cremation of care ceremony that everyone's familiar with developed right. after 1906 after the Great Fire of San Francisco. Um, and so a lot of the fire imagery comes from that. Prior to that, they did a similar story about Apollo slaying a demon called Melodon. And a lot of the stuff from the Apollo and Melodon story just kind of translates over to the cremation of care ceremony. And so the owl is Apollo. Melodon is the, the spirit in the trees and the actual effigy of care. Uh, so there's these like, it, Alex Jones was like, had a lot of the right stuff in the right, he had a lot of the right information in just completely the wrong order, or he had the right order in the wrong information. It's out the Alex Jones, like always like 10 to 15% there in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a compass that points somewhere on the horizon on the right side of the hemisphere. He's, he's like the compass for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. Where it points you where you're supposed to go, but doesn't tell you what it is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I you know, I, he 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 was how I even found out about Bohemian Grove like forever ago yeah. when he released that documentary back when he was, you know, I mean back he hasn't he changed was Alex much. Jones. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, yeah, yeah, that different time. But, yeah, uh, could you could you imagine that man if he had if he had been in his prime now? Oh, I just, I love the video from ages ago where he had Rogan and Joey Diaz on his show, and he made he was made to look like the sane one. Yeah, because Joey Diaz was just going off his rocker, and uh, it was it was yeah. hilarious. I think if we say Alex Jones anymore in this episode, we're probably gonna get demonetized. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, exactly. We yeah, we had yeah. we had one get demonetized for mentioning a certain conspiracy that starts with the letter Q. So even just to say it's BS, you guys are playing with fire. There, we really yeah. are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> YouTube did yeah, not like us last month. No, not at all. I uh, yeah, I I always watch what I say sometimes, even to my detriment sometimes, mm -hmm. where it's just like I, I where it, I can't even really express how I feel about a case sometimes, you know, like Yeah. Uh, Holding yeah. back is uh is often tough. We uh we we did the Gabby Petito story. Um we we did the whole thing oh. a year after it happened. I'm in contact with like her family and everything. So I sat with her mom on the phone for like six hours, went over the whole story with her, like took the notes and all that, put out like a 45, 50 minute long video in it. And, and the thing was, I had to bite my tongue the entire time because there were all these things that I wanted to say about Brian Laundrie and his family um, that YouTube mm. probably would have found to be, uh, you know, calls to violence. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. I've yeah. been, I've, I've gotten one video demonetized and I learned that lesson and it? never what again um gosh i forget the name but it was about uh it was a, a a case where a mother and a daughter get in a car accident and then they die from hypothermia and they're in the middle of a texas city and so yeah they're literally in the middle of like a neighborhood they get in a car accident and apparently they left the car but they die a handful of yards away from hypothermia yeah the mom took all of the kids clothes off and it's a really weird case that is um, really weird i think they demonetized it because it, it had about a child yeah. yeah something like that Wait, but i wonder what you said because we did the boy in the box case and there was some graphic really stuff in there 
Yeah, where I, I was describing, like, I, I had to stop I... on several occasions <laughs> shooting that video and just breathe. Yeah, there, there's some serious abuse that happened in that case. Yeah. It's tough to... Well, that's all... I mean, because the worst thing in, in that video that I did was, I mean, there was a picture where there was a blanket on the ground mm -hmm. and underneath the blanket was a body, but you mm -hmm. couldn't see anything. Uh, so I don't, there's no rhyme or reason yeah. was to it, it Was it just ad-restricted or fully demonetized? Ad-restricted, which yeah. is kind of the same thing. Yeah, and there were, what I've noticed is like, and we even had the manual review for our video uh, on, on trafficking the other, a couple weeks ago, um, which of course we use Sound of Freedom for because it's in the news. Um, and YouTube didn't explain exactly why it was ad restricted they were just like you violated our policies on controversial content and we were wow. like yeah broad what did we and they're like review the guidelines so you know what not to do next time and i'm like i <laughs> i don't know what i said like can you give me a timestamp as to what can't like give me a straight answer they don't tell us what straight. to edit out of a video uh it, you know, it's it drives me insane um <laughs> yeah no i hate tiptoeing around it but it's like yeah with me, I'm like releasing like a video a month, two yeah. if I'm like on a really good month. So yeah. I can't have that happen. You so know? is this is this not what you're doing full time? Uh, it's almost full time. Almost full time. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I just I got multiple videos usually going at the same time, mm -hmm. and uh, part of my problem is like I'll spend just too long, maybe. Yeah. You know, to you know, it's like this much longer in time to get this much more information mm -hmm. and um maybe not the best way to do it but like I, I don't know i just have this thing where i i just really like to be thorough yeah i and, get it and and, <laughs> and take everything to like the logical conclusion i can and sometimes that forces me to wait a long period of time and then you know i mean it is what it you know as long as i'm happy with whatever i'm putting out then you know mm -hmm. and as long as i'm able to you know kind of make a living off it right yeah. and i'm happy about it but exactly that's, you know that's the nice thing yeah i mean just this last month i i was i got like four or five videos filmed because mm -hmm. you know i went out on location a bunch and uh you know hopefully i'll be able to put those out quick because that's kind of my favorite part of doing this is mm -hmm. you know i mean i love hiking and going out outdoors and stuff that's yeah. it's like my favorite thing so i really like to actually go to locations when i can and uh you know seeing some of these places you know for like charles mcculler and carl landers mm -hmm. uh which both had like major obstacles to try and film and get there and uh charles mcculler i was not even really successful uh he and was that, in a weird spot yeah uh <laughs> I, I, yeah. there is enough weirdness about that story by the way that I do not understand why the addition of the weird little myth about his pants. You know what I'm talking about with the with the pants being on the log with the socks. Yeah. Still in the, like, I could not find any evidence that that happened. Well, I wonder. I, I think part of that came from missing the book, missing four hundred one yeah. book, because Polite he said he interviewed Marion Jack, mm -hmm. who is a ranger who came on scene after the hikers found the body. Mm -hmm. and marion jack said when he found the pants charles mcculler's plant pants it looked like he had melted right down into them mm -hmm. and all that was left was the pants yeah um but i don't you know it's not remotely what the national parks reports say exactly or the fbi and 
you know, and I don't know. It's hard to know what to believe. You know, if you take Polite's interview at face value, you know, I don't have a reason to not believe it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, another group of people came and found those items before the Rangers did. Yeah. And they searched around, they grabbed keys and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't, who knows what else they touched. So it's really hard to know what the state, yeah. what, what they looked like when they were initially found. If it were those um, two who said that the pants were on the, the log, it might be a little different. But yeah, but I don't think we know at all what no. they found. No, it's just um, that they brought, I think they just brought in the backpack and that was it. To be honest with you, though, after going there, like what I can't wrap my head around because I went there. I thought I had a plan to get to the location where he died. Mm -hmm. And it was like going down these forest roads uh, for many miles. And I found one of them doesn't even exist. It's just completely (laughs) overgrown. So you can't even trust Google Maps. And I just followed it to the end as far as I could and then walked straight into the woods. And. I love hiking. It's like my favorite thing. But Crater Lake out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. is the worst place of all time I've ever been. <laughs> there is, it is a hellscape. Mm-hmm. It is just fallen timber that is like just huge. You got to yeah. crawl over it. There's so many mosquitoes. I was there for uh, like five hours and I came out of there with almost 70 mosquito bites. And, and and a sting or a bite on my forearm that swelled up like the size of an egg. Mm-mm. And it was just, it was the most awful experience. Right. And I couldn't even get to the location where he died because the terrain was so steep in certain areas. And where Bybee Creek, that's the creek where yeah. he was found, you know, it's like in like a canyon kind of area. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to get down there. So I, I tried to tackle it for like, hours and i couldn't do it so i just went to an easier location that i could get to and did some filming there and uh you know i I think for people to really don't always for people to really properly understand how weird that case is they really do need to understand the terrain and we tried to describe it but the way you just described it is so much better um because it was really like you can't i was looking at the map and i'm like this doesn't make any sense at all like looking at the topographical map looking at reading the description of the area from charles dad who by the way (laughs) that's the most interesting part of that case charles mcculler senior was like james bond (laughs) he's he does not exist for anywhere on the front facing public facing somebody was able to find more information about him and email it to us but Mm -hmm. like there is nothing on the guy that is publicly available at least not immediately all we know is that he was buried in arlington when he wrote to people who had political or senators responded when he wrote to them they'd respond and that's it yeah um but we are now at uh 8 20 p.m so i want to switch over to q a um how much time you got okay uh i'll I'll hang around however long you need yeah we'll probably do till like 8 45 i think Cool. If, okay. if we get there. Do you want to pull up the ones from last stream? Uh, yeah, I'll pull them up as well. But uh, just one thing your mom did in oh. a $20 saying, can you show us the puppy? Of course. Archie, come here. Come say hi. Come yeah. on, buddy. Come on. Oh, I don't want to bring up Devin because she's sleeping. Just pick her up. You sure? go back to sleep. This is our mascot, Archie. He's very nice. A, a very sweet boy. Looks kind of like an elf. He looks like it. Yeah, that's Devin, my parents' two. dog. I'm babysitting this weekend. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so we've yeah. got two puppies this time. 
And uh, both of them are better behaved than the last time we had another dog here. Uh, <laughs> <slightly>. <laughs> there was a husky. Uh, the husky had opinions. Um, but yeah, if you want to uh, pull up. Yeah, I'll just, uh, we'll start with these ones. Sure. Uh, fan of the channel, question for the whole panel. Is magic real or is or Clark's third law? I don't know what Clark's third law is, so I'm going to uh, look that up really quick. As for magic, <laughs> um, I mean, my, my opinion with magic is that magic is science we don't understand yet. Yeah, I think that's For fair. the most part, like, uh, electricity would have been magic 200 years ago, so I, I don't know. Do, do you have Seems like a good definition. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about, like, magic, magic, paranormal magic, I mean, there's, I, I'm sure we understand a fraction of what is possible yeah. uh, in this universe, if, if that, you know, I mean, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah, sure. And, magic exists in that sense. And of course, apparently what Clark's third law is, is any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Oh, yeah. There you so, go. There yeah, go. I'm with Clark on that. Um, let's see. Was there another one? Uh, yeah, we've got... Uh, love y'all's channel. Uh, Cameron Pike. Bible. Uh, you want to hear my hair constantly horrifying story of what I did, thought was a skinwalker. I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, wait... Y'all want to hear my hair-crunchingly horrifying story of what I thought was a skinwalker? Where'd it go? Oh, no. I'm not really, I'm not really sure what it is anymore. Yes, definitely. Uh, if you want to send it to us via email, that is, uh, that is the best way to send anything long. Oh, are you tired? Yes. He's a sleepy yawny boy. Uh, do you want to ask? Because I feel like there's a couple more. I, I gotta pull up the old one. Sure. But if you, uh, do you have any questions for him as well that you haven't gotten a chance to ask yet? Uh, I did, I did not particularly. Uh, I had I had I, I was <laughs> I was curious about the Yuba County Five, um, because that's one that we were gonna do, and then Wendigoon did a video on it, and we were like, his was yeah. You might want to wait a punch. minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like we should probably wait. Um, yeah, no, he did. A, he did a really good job, I thought. Um, when I, because I, I watched that whole thing, and there was a few instances where I he uh, said some things that I think was like almost a response to my video, and then I I realized that I should have been like clearer in certain some in mm -hmm. certain statements. You know, I think when he was talking about uh, Joseph Shones mm -hmm. and what could have happened between him and the boys, mm -hmm. um, uh, what always was in my mind was that perhaps Shones had a gun with him mm -hmm. and perhaps he brandished it in some mm -hmm. way or threatened them that way. And, and the boys ran off because of that. Right. And that was always to, to my thought. For, for the audience, Shones was? Um, he was uh, like the only witness, basically, to mm -hmm. whatever happened to the boys because yeah. he said he saw a number of people and their car mm -hmm. that night that they disappeared in the location where they disappeared. So right. his story even though it changed many times is the only one we got the only one which is so frustrating yeah. <laughs> like... and he is and he is a really unreliable guy and so it's hard to know what to believe about that um yeah if you don't know anything about the yuba county five you know wendigoon's video is great he's really good at um ex ta talking about things and explaining them you know my stuff is like very information driven yeah. and so you know depending on what you like you know go for yeah. either one yeah it's i i would say this much if you're going for like if you want to get like the most possible the most accurate possible um version of events i would i would say your channel is probably where i've seen that the best um is i i seriously i i mean it when i say i think you do great work um I so <laughs> if, if you're looking to get the straight facts without any of the the general like storytelling vibes like obviously you're a good storyteller but what 
I know Isaiah. I know I know how that man works. I've shot videos with him. Um, so like you know, there there's always you know some some of that like suspense and addition additional you know stuff going yeah. into it. Uh, he's a fantastic storyteller, but he can kind of you know like meander his way to the point for the sake of the, telling the story. And I think that your stuff yeah. is is very straight to the point and doesn't doesn't pull punches and also doesn't try and like cover anybody's ass. It's just honest. Yeah, I, that's you know that's what I try to do. You know, I mean. I, there's certainly better storytellers than me out there. You know, my, my goal is always to just, uh, you know, tell the most honest story I can with the most, you know, with and be the most factual I can and, and, you know, give you all the facts so that you can decide for yourself what you think happened. Right. You know, I throw my opinion in there too, because people always ask and, you know, I, and I can't help it sometimes, you know, yeah. I got, I have an opinion like everyone else. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely uh next one is uh uh is my conchuver uh it's for conchuver uh hello lads long time viewer of the videos but first time live as an irishman with an inkling to study history i appreciate your videos regarding the irish heritage and mythology cheers lads oh thank you i uh, know it's not pronounced conchuber i'm just trying to figure out how the hell it would be pronounced fair i know that bh should probably be a v sound that makes sense uh fenris wolf for ten dollars says be not afraid here's your package <laughs> yeah we uh, had a joke earlier on the uh on the show about how everybody was saying like you're you know the amazon delivery driver is a skinwalker um so we were talking about like biblically biblically accurate amazon drivers yep <laughs> gotta love it uh richard henderson followed up with 499 saying you guys are definitely invited to the wedding if archie can be the ring bearer oh absolutely sweet Sounds as long as you're okay with him owing i mean he does howl it's gonna be required mm. Uh, Miss Maury for $2 says, according to Robin Williams, it's 72 Virginians. Ah, see, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. Also the same thing. That was a yeah, joke directed at my buddies who live in Virginia. Fair. <laughs> uh, Ireland Cook for $5 said, finally got a stable job and to celebrate, I was finally able to catch a stream. Woo! Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Also, this is... Uh, You're oh, cooking the entirety of Ireland? It would seem. That We're seems. cooking for the entirety of Ireland. That is definitely a stable job. Most oh, yeah, potatoes 100%. are not in season. Uh, Memphis Jones. That's how we got here. <laughs> yes. Memphis Jones for $5 says, Enjoy watching y'all, especially Weird Bible with Wendigoon. I learned lots. A few months back, y'all mentioned the Jewish Mafia. Have you read the Newark Minutemen? That was a lot of words. Uh, <laughs> I guess I now have to look at Newark Minutemen. Yep. And also go back and revisit the Jewish Mafia. Might have to. <laughs> It sounds like a ticket to get demonetized. Yeah, or something, yeah, right. man. yeah, I'm already worried that we said those words. Yep. <laughs> YouTube, please, I'm part Jewish. Uh, another one from Miss Mori for $2 saying, uh, World War II, Kecksburg, PA, perhaps a cool on-site thing? I will search up Kecksburg, PA. And then Floriana G for nine ninety nine said, for the awoos, great content. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one thing that was brought up as a regular chat that I wanted to ask is for both of you uh, in this call right now, thoughts on the Dyatlov Pass incident? I have thoughts. What, what are your thoughts? Because my thoughts are not, my, my thoughts are not in line with the mainstream on this one. I mean, it seems like more, I mean, my opinions have changed over time because it seems like more story has come out and um i mean i think it was probably they were i don't know it's hard to say i think it could have been some sort of uh russians testing some sort of weapons mm -hmm. or something and they got caught in it mm -hmm. um that's kind of where i'm at with it i think yeah it's i'm kind of in the same boat because what first of all 
you tell me that Disney proved anything and I'm not trusting you. Um, and that's the whole thing is like, Disney proved the avalanche mechanics with the movie Frozen's stuff. And I'm, I'm like, nah, mm, mm. not sure that I buy that one. Also, it doesn't explain anything aside from the fact that the tent was in the snow. Um, right. But like, these people cut their way out of the tent from the inside. Didn't even try to open it. Just cut their way out of it with knives. Scrambled all over the side of the mountain. Some people had their eyes and tongues pecked out. Others apparently like were able to put on, like take clothes off of dead people and put them on and then also undress. Like paradoxical undressing is obviously a thing, but it doesn't make sense in the Dyatlov Pass incident. Um, and then the, the explanation that, oh, well, they, they all were radioactive because one of them worked around plutonium sometimes. Yeah, I don't buy that one, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> that's not enough for all of them to be that radioactive. <laughs> that, that, that's, there was radiation nearby. Something happened. Um, and when yeah. I think about it, I'm like, what could cause you to cut your way out of a tent and tear off all your clothes in the middle of the night if you felt like you were burning? So I wonder about radiation poisoning and what could have possibly caused that. Um, you know, obviously I wasn't there and don't have all the facts, but my, my opinion is that we do not know what happened to Dallas Pass yet. And to say that we do because of Frozen's animation style is a little absurd. Yep, I agree. It seems, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some possibility, you know, because you just got to explain where the radiation came from yeah. some reasonable way. And I don't think it's been done yet. Could be, could be Russians testing weapons. It could be some sort of UFO thing that, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that some sort of residual, uh, radiation. It's also uh, one of we the don't three know. times that Russians have died in a really strange way in the mountains. Like, yeah, I think there was another one. cases that I can think of where one of them seemed like another weapons test mm -hmm. to me too i think i forget the name of it uh but uh oh, yeah. yeah group one, of hikers and they started dying one by yeah, one I that, think. it was explained uh, as like gas yeah like vx gas yeah. or something yeah which i like hmm um yeah i don't know <laughs> but just re read it okay I just want to, okay uh james knapp for two dollars says glad you guys had nick on uh miss mori for two dollars says uh kexburg pa ufo might have been a nazi bell I am looking at it. It does look a lot like a Nazi bell. Um, here, I'll... Oh, yeah, the Kecksburg UFO? Yeah, I, of the course. The bell, yeah. Yeah, so that that little thingy. Interesting. I just dragged it onto the screen for the audience. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kecksburg, that's, a, that's like a three, four-hour drive. That's not terrible. We could probably do that. Yeah. We, could, uh, we could do it when we go down for Mothman. Sounds good. When are we doing that? Going to Mothman Fest. When is September? Oh, really? That should when be fun. September. I think like the fifteenth and sixteenth, sixteenth and seventeenth, something like that. If you can't go, I'll go. No, I was gonna say this is this is good to know. This I thought we talked about this like a year ago. And we scheduling, about scheduling. What, yeah, what yeah. did we learn about me and scheduling? Yeah, fair. I'm gonna get better about that. <laughs> uh, Been saying we need a secretary for like two years. The problem is we fair. still can't afford we'll a secretary. Right thing yeah, down. yeah. Oh, sorry, buddy. Uh, weird collar guy joined as a member, so we love oh, that. Oh, thank you. Uh, killing the official data for six thousand fifty. That's our fed. That. Oh yeah, we have a fed. Like, actually. Actual Fed who watches the show. Yeah. Really? Yeah. His name's Kellen. Yep. He's great. Uh, he said, Thornberry, before I forget, 6.5 shoes flat and is cool but expensive. Free weight will go nearly the same distance but cheaper and easier to get. Thank you for the ballistics. I'm talking about uh, guns. Last yeah. stream. Oh. Ah, oh, I love guns. I'm noticing that you're just kind of a more Western version of, of us. It's kind of cool. We're, we're running into a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Uh, yeah, I 
asked him uh, his opinion on on finding information about the six five Creed Creed more versus three oh eight. Uh, just because I was curious about it, I've done my research, but I was curious what Kellen might be able to find for me. So, hmm. uh, and then Mel- Megan Gilroy for four ninety nine. That I, is my cousin. Yes, uh, said for super chat. Hey, cuz. Oh, hi, Megan. <laughs> and then that's the end of super chats. But I did just see Megan sent another one that says, "Are aliens real?" Uh, that is, you know what? I'm curious because we talked about UFOs and we were like, "Well, UFOs are definitely real." How do you feel about aliens, like space aliens? I mean, they're, well, they're. Uh, unquestionably real. Okay. Uh, I guess the question has always been, have they visited this planet? Uh, I so mean, why because do you say vast... unquestionably real? Because in the vastness of the universe, with all of the countless galaxies out there, um, there I can't see any possible way there wouldn't be life out there, especially one more advanced than us. So you're looking um, at like a Drake's equation angle, like absolutely you know i mean i think we probably underestimate how much life is out there you know if you look at like a hubble deep field and you just see all those galaxies mm-hmm. out there yeah or something or, you know or the james webb you know stuff that they've been putting out i mean I, there's no way you know just in a little dot there is so many planets that could yeah. hold so much light i mean i just i don't see any way there couldn't be advanced alien life out there other than us and more advanced than us so yeah, whether they've come here or not, I don't so, know. So of course the the classic response to Drake's equation is the Fermi paradox, which I believe his exact words were along the lines of, "Well, where the hell is everyone then?" Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's just that the other civilizations have either not reached faster than light travel, just like we haven't, or that they've died out before being able to get to that point? Obviously, we always we almost destroyed ourselves multiple times in the last fifty years, so. Yeah, I'm sure that happens to plenty of uh, places. You know, you got to wonder that if something got advanced enough, it should be able to not be seen by us yeah. if they were observing us. And there are so many possibilities for alien life out there, whether that be even something like interdimensional. Or, or, you know, I'm sure there's ways of faster than light travel that we don't even know yet or haven't considered. Because, I mean, you know, I, like you even mentioned in this, you know, same conversation, you know, 100 years ago, what we knew and what we thought we knew is vastly different than what we know today. And, I mean, imagine a civilization that's way more advanced than us. They probably have technology we can't even imagine and it would seem like magic. Yeah. Um, might so, not even perceive of us as intelligent. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know. Like, I mean, that's the, we, we've seen that with our own, like, differences between countries and cultures like the the greeks looked to everybody who didn't speak greek and were like ah you're not real my biggest curiosity and this is getting into my little bit of science nerdism thing here but like this everything on this planet's a carbon-based life form i'm curious if and if so what other forms of life are based around of if not carbon i think we found arsenic-based life on one of jupiter's moons if i remember correctly i'm gonna have to look that one up hmm I might be completely wrong about that. I, it also might have been that we found it on planet and they theorized that it I, must have come from off planet. I think they might have found that on planet because I'm not sure how they would have got a specimen back. Yeah, I might just be mixing something else up with them finding life on one of Pluto, Jupiter's moons. Um, Fizz.org.org. The bacterium in arsenic-rich mono lake was said to re- redefine the building of blocks of life, surviving and growing by swapping phosphorus for arsenic in its DNA and cell membranes 
biologists consider these six elements as necessary for life carbon hydrogen nitrogen oxygen phosphorus and sulfur so it's a it's not that it's carbon based it's that it's swapped phosphorus or arsenic which is so far beyond any of my understanding i just i still vaguely remember what atp means i don't remember <laughs> what the process is i just remember it's adenosine triphosphate but you remember what the powerhouse of the cell is right? the mitochondria of course that's the only thing i remember from high school biology there we go um I think, I think there's yeah, a couple we do. more. We do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Fish for $10 says, I live near Skinwalker Ranch, and there's a lot of weird stuff happening in the basin. I also have a video of a green fireball in the sky that I caught with my dash cam. Would you all be interested in it? Yes, absolutely. Please email us. It's the lorelodge at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to see it. Kellen, the official data for $2, says, tread light around UAP and UUP. Wait, what's UUP? I have no idea. I don't know what either of those are. Unidentified, unidentified plane? Unidentified underwater? I don't know. That seems feasible. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense than what I said. Is that what it is? Unidentified aerial well, I think, phenomenon? I, think I thought they used to call those phenomenon. USOs or something. But What would that be? Un unidentified submarine unidentified object? Submerged object. Interesting. U-boats. <laughs> Kellen, give us go. more reasons why we should be treading lightly. Uh, History Daddy for two pounds says, Enigma is spot on about aliens, in my opinion. Oh, but in my opinion, aliens have 100% visited. Yeah. I think if they were near enough. I don't know. The, the physicist I was talking to last night thinks that uh, we might have. It wasn't Vega. What well, was didn't it? you know that the Anunnaki came here from the 12th planet, Nibiru, to create humans to mine gold? I know it because a man who didn't know cuneiform told me that. I'm not a fan of Sitchin. <laughs> I understand. <Fair> yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am a hyzer guy when it comes to all the old stuff and and he he definitely had some things to say about Zechariah Sitchin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean what that guy said though, I, I mean I can get on board with that because there's a lot of UFO sightings. There's a lot of incredible footage over a course of a long period of time that I'm not convinced is created on planet by yeah. nation states. You know, I mean I just, I guess before I commit to something, I just need something a little more. But I mean, is there, I, there's totally enough evidence for someone to, you know, have that position. Yeah. Where, that where they I visited. I netted out with the more recent hearings too was I did not like that they answered the question were there pilots with, there were non terrestrial biologics? Because that could simply mean that they were things from the air. There are bacteria that float. Um, that could simply be that. What I do wonder is if the reason he answered the question that way is that he couldn't say, well, it wasn't bacteria, but it also wasn't pilots, and explain that in a congressional hearing. Because for me, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Obviously, HAL is an AI. But what if instead of doing an AI, you programmed microorganisms or some sort of multi-celled living organism that can pilot something, like, using biological technology um like, that's the kind of thinking like yeah. that's that's what i'm like all right if it, if he if that's what they meant now i'm intrigued yeah otherwise if you're just going to tell me there's non-terrestrial biologics i'm going to look at you and be like so, can you say that in english that is not derived from latin so to simplify what you were saying basically a biological autopilot yeah that's pretty cool I don't know. I just, as the resident film person, I have to quote contact and say, if it's only us, that's an awful waste of space. So, no, we just, it's, it's, uh, this is the US. We just manifest destiny into space. I mean, I'm if we're, the, if we're, 
we haven't done if we're that. the best the universe has that's a real problem yeah seriously. it is yeah i don't want right. to see the worst the universe. <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? that it could be yeah it could be a lot worse yeah too. i'm wondering when we're gonna dock like create space stations that are not like essentially capitalist space stations that are based in orbit that are there to build ships in orbit with materials from space have you seen the expanse no have you seen the expanse no, i'm a star trek guy i think you'd both like the expanse or which which version of star trek is your top tier one uh tng yeah. be. I, isn't yeah. that everybody's answer if you're a fan, yeah. I mean, DS Nine is a close second for me, to be honest. With you. I liked Fair. Voyager. I'm a big fan. I liked Voyager. Uh, I didn't I'm like not it a fan of generation. Really? Yeah. I've watched Voyager is. since I was a kid. To be fair, so it, it might have just been the you know. The other characters are great. Yeah. Yeah, I liked. I I think Star Trek's just a cool concept. Have you watched uh, any of Picard? I only, I literally only watched the third season because mm. I heard it's the only good one, <laughs> and and it and it's and that was a good season. Is I that really the enjoyed one where it. Stacey okay. Abrams is president of Earth. I think that's uh, I ha- I haven't watched that one. That's the uh, whatever that other one is. Okay, it's the other the, the other new Star one. Trek show. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. I don't Predator? like because I remember seeing that and I was like, yeah. Star this Trek has is changed. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, could you imagine if Reagan was on the next generation or something? <laughs> yeah, I probably would have been sick, honestly. Like, I would have 100% loved to see Reagan on Star Trek. Yeah, it'd be cool because he was an now, actor, yeah. like, and it would just been a fun thing to look back. Hey, Biden was in Parks and Rec, really? Trump was in oh, The man. Apprentice. Well, that was his show. Obama was in a lot of vines. I mean, politics and TV, they're kind of like yeah. the same thing now. Yeah. Well, once Clinton went on Late Night with his saxophone, I think it changed the game. Mm. I cannot believe this entire country believed that man when he said he did not have sexual relations with that woman. Man, God well, on, depends on, God on <laughs> national depends TV on your definition. did a saxophone solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Uh, Miss Mori for two dollars says Janeway is my hero and a role model, but DS9 Uh-oh. heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are getting to the point where we are actually beyond where the show was supposed to go. So, yep. you know, is there is there anything you want to say? Any any stuff you want to shout out? You know, places that people can find you they might not usually. Uh, yeah, my channel is The Missing Enigma. Check it out. Uh, uh, I think the videos I produce are pretty good, and these guys think so too. So, yeah, um, big fans. Uh, you just got to wait for them, I guess. But uh, <laughs> follow if you, yeah, you know what? If anyone who likes my stuff wants to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, apparently I have so few followers on there that people think uh, I almost don't even exist. So uh, follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm trying to post more on there now, and you'll get to see where I'm going, which will give you a hint as to uh, what my next videos are. Awesome. Um, you know, so, and there's good stuff coming up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You know, it was awesome to have you here. Sorry about the mix-up with scheduling. That was 100% on me. Um, it was not that we were trying to, like, mess with your time. I, I was just like, wait wait a second. I understand. No, I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt your Skinwalker Ranch show. No, um, you, honestly, I'm, I'm glad you did because this was a way better conversation than we were going to have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> thank you. And, you know, if, if, we ever, uh, if we ever come across stuff that, you know, you've covered or that, you know, that you'd like to talk about we we would love to have you on again to talk about some more specific cases and plan it out ahead of time um, yeah yeah happy to do that uh you know 
yeah I'm pretty and, available uh, and anything that uh you are working on right now that people should be excited about um the next thing that's coming out that uh i'm looking forward to releasing is uh a, a very long video on the robot grandma case for those who are familiar mm, shasta and shasta oh, yeah Right outside of Shasta. Uh, I, I learned the hard way that if you say it wrong, people will comment about it for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to say Appalachia, and Same. people used to hate Appalachia, I guess. Huh? Yeah, that uh, changed for me when Wendigoon told me I sounded like a fed. Oh, okay. And I was like, ah, well, in that case, Appalachia all the way. <laughs> the comments will always be there to correct you. Exactly. You know? Uh um, and Leo Estellar, you didn't miss Blink-182. We just didn't manage to get to the Blink-182 stuff. But the Blink-182 stuff was that Tom DeLonge was in communication with John Podesta, the chief of staff for the Hillary Clinton campaign, and agreed that if she was elected, she would reveal the aliens. It's a real thing that happened. It's in the WikiLeaks emails. I wasn't even looking for that when I was reading the WikiLeaks emails. I was just curious what was in there. And it turns out that Tom DeLonge, if you've seen him on Rogan, I'm sure you've seen the interview he did with Joe. Uh, but like, he sits there and he's like, yeah, the Department of Defense basically hired me to be like the go to the, the point man on aliens because the kids love me. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. So aliens exist with propaganda and not just a fun little song. Got it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. We loved having you. Nope. And uh, appreciate it. Thank you for making the time. Yeah, and we will reach out again next time we're uh, we're doing something on Missing Forum One because I, we're going to be have a few more videos coming out in the next month or two, and uh, I'd be curious to get your take right on. on some of that stuff. But thank you so sure. much, and uh, we will see. Happy you on the to next contribute. One. All right. All right. Take care, gentlemen. See you then. And see you guys, chat. Thank you so much for watching. Bye, guys.